0: Before we get started. Before we get started. This show is about the game Hero Clicks. It's kinda like chess, but with superpowers. We realize we're complete, total, utter nerds about it. Nerds about it. But you know what? We don't even care. This is clicks in it. This
1: is clicks in it.
0: So if you're a noob, a casual player, or an insane competitive junkie, you found your new home. And now your gaming superheroes: Adam, Dan, Kane, Austin, and Miles. Let's do this. Hello everybody out there in clicks land and welcome to a very special episode here on Clicksing It. I like always am your host Adam. Why is today a special episode? Well, we have a very special guest on the podcast today and that would be Miles Kane. Miles, it's been like three weeks since you've been on the podcast. How you been?
1: I've been great. Yeah, it's glad to finally be back. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for that
0: special intro. Miles is out of the country and in a hotel where he actually has a 4G network, not a mule in the backyard cranking a windmill <laughs> to get his internet connection going on. But no, as special as Miles is, we do have a very special guest, longtime listener, first-time guest, Mr. Scott Porter. Scott, welcome to
2: the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Longtime uh, listener, first-time caller. Let's do it. I know. Uh, um, so
0: I actually had the pleasure of meeting Scott down in Florida, and actually before Florida, this is not the first time that Scott's been associated with Clixing It. He was actually part of our 12 Days of Clicksmith that I put together in December. He did uh, day number 10, which was 10 Betrocks Rocks Leaping, and I do have to say, Scott, you do a marvelous French
2: impression. I do a marvelous, ridiculous Steve Martin <laughs> style from the Pink Panther. Yes. French. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was. I, I do. Yes. <laughs> I do.
0: Thank you for doing that. That was a lot of fun putting that together. Um, but yeah, uh, I met Scott in Florida. We did a couple battle Royals together and it was just a great time playing against Scott. It was funny because I was playing my first battle Royal and all of a sudden Scott pops in and wanted to hop into the next battle Royal and I just happened to be there too. So it was great seeing uh, him down there. He has also met uh, Ryan. On the podcast as well, I believe he had arms comparison to you, Scott, in Florida?
2: Yeah, no, I lost. I I lost. Well, I will say,
0: Ryan did tell me he worked out in the hotel um, workout station for about four hours that morning because he knew he was going to meet you, so he wanted to get a good pump before he met you, so he would be a little swole for that (laughs) that extra pump. Then
2: his arms wouldn't move for days after. Yes. (laughs) Just, like, walking around with... Stay puff marshmallow arms. Yes, he. Had That's to... happened to me. It's happened to me before. You know, you 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 work out too hard and then like you just swell up to the point that you have. You know, you say sausage fingers sometimes, right? But you now you get like full sausage arms. You're like, what? I can't. What is? Nothing will bend. What is happening? I believe yeah, they have his dice roll
0: all of his, or his wife roll all of his dice that day, and then on Sunday for the uh, team event it was a recovery period. Um, but But it was
3: was
1: worth it though right it was totally (laughs) worth it
0: um i would like to talk a little bit about florida before we talk about your charity event so you came down to florida which was ran by david newmark which was a great event i love it every time david ran it and it's only been twice so he's gone two for two so far can't wait for next year um you had a big charity event at the banquet do you remember how much uh you guys raised for Huntington's that tournament or that uh event
2: I don't know the exact number, but I know we got up over I think it was like forty five hundred plus um for that uh weekend and, and all the charitable uh donations that came in. You know, uh, charitable quote unquote um because, you know, some of the charity was my face meeting a pie. I mean there was a there was a great number of things that were happening to raise that money, but it was it was awesome, man. And it kind of played into the fact of you know Two Scott Porter Heroclix figures that are coming out, um, going to Florida and taking part in that, and David offering to do a charitable evening for Heroclix for Huntington's, it all is working together to try and make this a year-long initiative as opposed to just one weekend. So that's always been kind of the goal, to maybe set this up as something that can be active at all times, you know, and if, uh you know, when we go to these big tournaments and stuff, if anybody's looking for something to, to donate to or, or something like along those lines, you know, it's it just as every little bit helps. And it's just been awesome to see the whole community embrace uh, this fight against Huntington's disease. And I'm just so thankful.
0: And that was one of the questions that I had for you was when you first started this charity, did you ever imagine that it was going to be this just supported and um, got this big in the community for HeroClix?
2: Didn't I didn't and and I know I've I've said this before but you know my initial concept for heroes for Huntington's um, was I'm friends with a lot of comic book artists and I had reached out to Jim Lee and Scotty Young and a couple of other big 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 name artists over the years and and uh, and then like artist alley artists like Chris Uminga and um, Sanford Green and there's just like a lot of amazing artists that. I have met over the years and we we're going to do like an artist Sally heroes for Huntington's thing where they would all auction off, you know, commissions basically. And that would be it. Right. And then we would just be done and it would be simple and easy, but then COVID hit and I was about ready to launch this thing. And then COVID hit and just, they had their own things to do. They did a huge initiative to save comic book stores that Jim Lee spearheaded, where they were constantly auctioning off like every large artist in the world. I mean, Livia Copiel or like all these huge artists were just on eBay, just auctioning off all these original sketches and all this art. And they raised so much money and saved a ton of comic shops across the country. So I didn't know what to do anymore. And I was like, well, you know, maybe I could pivot. I don't know. And then out of the blue, Howard Brock called me and um, him and him and Tracy had gone through a tough time. And um, she had gone into remission and they decided that they wanted to do something charitable. And, you no know, he said instead of doing cancer they wanted to find something that was uh, a smaller more um you know they they say the term boutique i hate the term but that's what they call something like huntington's disease they call it boutique diseases because there's just not enough people fighting for it for legislation to really take notice or big big pharma companies to try and take notice and jump into the fray and it was really just the generosity first and foremost of Howard and Tracy um coming to me and saying hey let's partner on an event we know you're trying to do something for Huntington's and we want to take part and we had no idea that first year in the midst of the pandemic it was just kind of the perfect timing of you know the whole community was looking for a way to be connected again we had been away from each other and stores had been closed and gaming shops had been closed and nobody had had much contact with anybody outside of their like closest local friends or whatever and so we did a virtual event and we had no idea I mean to the tune of almost $30,000 raised, I had not a clue. And I'm still blown away to this day. In the past two years, we've raised uh, over $60,000 at this point with Hero Clicks for Huntington's. And I think this year is going to be even larger, two to three times as much, uh, you know, with what we know from WizKids chipping in. I mean, just to make sure everybody understands, these Scott Porter figures, they are doing full production orders. As soon as the total order of uh, figures lands, they're just going to subtract production cost and immediately cut a check to HDSA. They're not even going to wait for sell-through. They just want to support this event 100% with, with all the proceeds from these figures, even if they don't sell them all. So it's just everybody has really put their all into this, and I couldn't be more grateful. The community is incredible, and I'm just so lucky to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, the first year you did this, which
2: <clears throat> which was in 2021,
0: I believe, which, like you said, was completely online, and you um, got $30,000 for the cause, like, that's just a feat in itself right there. Like, that was no physical play, that was all Battle Royals, that was, I believe, a 300-point modern event. I believe there was a Silver Age event in there, too, and just that alone just shows how much this, how awesome this community is. Where everyone's still stuck in their houses, but they're still able to find a way to play the game
2: and also do a good cause at the same time. Yeah, and we just we we told WizKids from Jump like we want to do this, but we want everybody that takes part to feel like they they're getting great prizing. They're they're walking away with something. Um, they feel like like you know even if they don't win the big tournaments, that they still uh, walk away feeling like they're supported just as much as they're supporting the cause. So that's what we've tried to do. That's why you know we have such a focus on the prizing and everything and, and the unique uh, kind of things that you can win or that you can bid on uh, throughout this event week. And we're just trying to, at the same time, because it's really tough, man. I've, I've done charitable work for a really long time and you ask and you ask, but you want to make sure that the people that are giving also feel like they're receiving something. You know, so that's what we really have kind of fought for over the years and, and hopefully it's working out.
0: It definitely is. Um, let's let's get to that $100,000 goal this year. I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the Huntington's Charity event that's coming up. Um, I'm going to try and keep this as fresh as possible because Scott has been on three different podcasts already, and I don't want him to keep on repeating the same things over and over. But let's go over what's happening on Thursdays. But before that, um, the auction, it goes up Monday, May 1st, Correct.
2: Yeah, Monday night, May 1st, Um, we'll have everything loaded up into Oxit. Now, uh, the past two years, we've had little bits of hiccups, <laughs> and it's, like, kind of pushed a couple hours. We'll see if we can't avoid that this time, but, um, you know, all technical issues aside, the plan is for everything to go up on Monday night, May 1st, and the reason we want to do that is to give everybody out there plenty enough time, because at the end, the final hour... The the bidding is so fast and so furious. We we don't want to open it up on Friday night and have people still trying to sift through the over one hundred items we have in the auction while everybody else is just furiously bidding. So we want to make sure that everybody has enough time to take a look and you know maybe even like check on their own collections and be like, hey, do I have this thing? Do I have this? Do I need this? Do I want this? And uh, so yeah, we're we're planning on opening it up and then it's going to be slow bids for you know. The next four days and then it'll all culminate on friday night may 5th cinco de mile let's let's have a little party i
3: yeah, think friday my, gets
2: crazy i say <laughs> i think my favorite we have a running joke in our game group here was
0: we were watching the auction auction on friday last year and i believe it was you some you're bidding on the Exoswords brick that you get from WizKids kids that you were going to give to the person that won and i believe you were like who is ravage And that is actually Ryan Redman, my my co host, which he made you sign everything in that.
3: It was not everything.
0: (laughs) But um, it was just funny because, like, yeah, I know Ravage, he's one of our teammates. Uh, But it was fun to see him get that stuff before um, everybody else. And he kind of showed it off at the venue uh, the next day after he got it. So it was very cool to
2: see that. Um, But what are some of the items? We tried tried to get it out to him as quickly as possible. You know, that's like with those things. So so I did. I packaged it all up. He had all the requests. And because he had to wait until um, the Friday came around for the unboxing series was airing. So he had to like, he knew he had (laughs) won it, but he won it blind. Um, this year it'll be a little bit different. I am auctioning off my Avenger 60th unboxing, which I shot yesterday. Um, it'll start airing on Monday, May 1st. So leading up to the Scott Porter vs. The World Sealed Avenger 60th tournament, uh, the unboxing will be happening every day. So some of the set will be spoiled by the time we get to Friday. And so everybody will know what they're bidding on this year, but I'll be doing the same thing. I'll be auctioning off the, the Avenger 60th unboxing this time. But yeah, Ryan had that list for me Right away, and we got it out to him Monday morning. I'm glad it got there in time for him to still kind of beat the set release.
3: Yeah, we had a lot of fun with it.
2: Now, without
0: doing any spoilers, because I'm sure you signed some sort of NDA with WizKids, are you able to tell us anything about your unboxing? We, we This is the premiere podcast the day after you opened that box. Can you tell us anything about maybe the sculpts or surprises that we might see? You don't have to say specific figures, but anything juicy you want to tell people
2: to expect from this set oh man um here's what i'll say about this set because i don't want to spoil myself last time i did an unboxing series like italy scooped me <laughs> it was like the entire set was spoiled before the unboxing <laughs> yes even went ebay you know, shot that thing. ebay you shot the- oh ebay last time yeah i've been sniped by italy before and i was sniped by somebody on ebay uh on this last one but i don't want to snipe myself um This set is, it's really hard to cram 60 years of the Avengers into a set. So I went in, not sure what I was getting in the set. And on the other side of this unboxing, I'm still not sure what all the sub themes are in this thing. So it's really kind of up in the air. And I think that's really going to make May 5th, like super exciting because my unboxing is good. Uh chase, double super rares but there's so much left in this set that is not going to be covered in the unboxing. I think it's going to be really cool seeing how the community shares everything out of the Hero Clicks for Huntington's event because the rest of the set will be spoiled that day by us getting hands on with it at the event. So I think that's the coolest thing about it. But yeah, I had I didn't get Joker's wilded I don't know. It's like infamous now how I didn't get a chase in Joker's Wild, the unboxing series. (laughs) And it's happened to me twice actually, not getting a chase. And Sometimes I I think WizKids has an idea of what they're sending me. Sometimes when they're under crunch, I think I just get a random brick. So I think if they have the choice, they want to send me something that's packed, right? But I'm not sure how all that stuff works. I don't know how the donuts are made in that regard. I just open what I get and this one's pretty good. So they no. do send you the now this set does okay. have
3: an ultra chase. Did you pull the ultra chase? Uh, no. Okay. He
0: did not get the God pack like he did with Disney Plus, <laughs> which is funny because- That was Crazy. That was crazy. I had no idea I got that God pack. Well, it's funny because WizKids sent me a brick uh, a week after you. Thank you to WizKids. And I pulled the exact same brick as you did. Like, I pulled the God pack. I pulled the Collector Chase. I was like, oh, my gosh. I think I even sent you a picture of it. I was like, oh, my gosh. I pulled the same brick as you, Scott, which was insane. But uh, it was nothing that I could really spoil to the public because you had already done it a week before. So it was, like, bittersweet at the same time. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, I'll take exactly. a God Pack. It was pretty stacked, though. I think I think at the end of the day, you know, you would exchange that currency, right? Oh, like, for sure. God Pack for the ability to spoil some things, you know. <laughs> for sure. I, I don't know. Um,
3: now, what did you think about the uh, the Legacy cards? You don't have to talk about, like, the actual characters, but the oh, actual man.
2: selection, what did you think about them? There's 14 of them. Wow. That is a lot. But Jeez. not all 14 are found on the top of the brick.
3: Oh, so, oh okay.
2: There's this juicy little tidbit right there. Yeah, interesting. So that was that was interesting to me for sure. Um, I, I, I will ask
3: this: Is there any? Is uh, Iron Man the only chase legacy?
2: Um, there's one other that I'm unsure of. I can tell you, there's a pretty cool piece from Chaos War. And Chaos War happened to be a set that came out when I was working in Prague, and um, it was prior to me um, working with WizKids. So I really don't have a lot of Chaos War. There's a couple of pieces from Chaos War. The one that's in Chaos War, I'm not sure if it's a super rare Chase, but it's a pretty it's a pretty damn cool piece.
3: So okay, I just knew that Iron Man was like one of the few that was spoiled as a legacy, and I knew he
2: was a Chase. So I was like, I wonder if they snuck any more in there that are of that rarity at this point. You know, what's crazy about this is that I, I try to not spoil myself. So I'm avoiding other people's spoilers for the set that I'm going to spoil when I'm doing the (laughs) unboxing. So my ability to understand what everybody out there already knows is completely at a zero. It is, it is nil. So when you're telling me, That you know already that this one chase is a lake i'm like i i don't i didn't know these people knew this (laughs) so it just allows me to speak as you know in the moment honestly as i'm seeing all these things for the first time you know
1: well you were the one that spoiled it um for the wiz kids live stream was the one for uh um what dan powell chose iron man
2: oh yeah for wheels of vengeance that's right yeah that that piece is is uh you're talking about that iron man Yes, yeah, yeah, that sorry. Iron Man. Um, you know, I I think, mm, man, I'm trying to. I don't believe that there's another chase in this run of legacy cards. No, don't for Avengers 60th. But there is a there is a pretty kick ass Iron Man. I guess you guys can understand that now. So I'll <laughs> throw that out there. There's a pretty kick ass <laughs> Iron Man as a legacy card in this one.
3: Uh, I got one more question about the unboxing, All right. and uh, you don't have to talk about dial or anything like that. But is there a chance that you pulled a Morgan Le Fay?
2: I did not pull Morgan Le Fay. Okay. Yep, did not, did not pull Morgan Le Fay. All right. Well, that still leaves that still leaves that door at least open. So, <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the. Uh, auction items that are going to be going up on Auxit before we get into the event. So uh, can you give us some ideas or maybe some of the big ticket items or maybe um, some special prizes that are going to be there for people to auction off for?
2: 100%. Yeah. We have uh, ten different, uh, no, sorry, six different factory sets. um, Everything from Wonder Woman up and up to Spider-Man. We have some Chase Prime sets in this auction they have something really cool that WizKids is allowing us to do uh, complete sets of the 2023 convention exclusives and they will be uh, mailed out to the winner directly from WizKids upon receipt of all of them. It happened so early this year that they actually don't have this year's any of this year's convention exclusives in hand yet so um, we got to spoil a couple you know the Venom Wonder Woman the Space Ghost but you can bid to win complete sets of those um, we well, have our normal assortment of signed items you know we have for people who are not going to be able to attend the event the only chance to get the variant is going to be in the auction the variant map of the speed racer the racer motors one that i'm calling the reunion variant with uh the yellow and black car at the top i i don't know legally how much i can <laughs> yeah no i hear you. know, for reference the film but uh, <laughs> but um and, and those uh, if anybody would like them signed uh can be signed we'll have Oh, copies of the Scott Porter figure uh, up for bid as well. There's a bunch of really cool stuff, actually, that is older. I think some people are very excited about. I, we wanted stuff to be in this auction for you know people wanting new hotness or people trying to fill in collections or whatever. You know, we've got a ton of like old sealed factory sets of like Star Trek uh, or The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. We've got a bunch of cool uh, older sets as well that people I know from being out in the community are, are still looking for. you know, stuff that is discontinued, that is sold out, that they can't find anymore. and uh, we've got a bunch of really cool older things as well. And then we have number of the uh, House of uh, Swords complete uh, sets, whether that's booster sets plus month one, month month two, month three, all together as one large item everything from House of Swords, basically, if people are still looking for that. I mean, you've got sealed bricks of Avenger 60th. There's just a ton of stuff, as well as the Become a Switch Clicks, which has kind of been the marquee item the last few years. And there's, there's even more.
0: Well, the great thing about those older figures is that for the longest time before Legacy Cards, old figures held no value. Like you just, when a set got retired, it just basically sat on your desk or your storage room or whatever and just sat there forever now the legacies are coming out you don't know what's gonna be coming out in modern so you want to hold on to that stuff i know D- um, ryan actually bought a was it a case of avengers assembled and you pulled yeah. the iron man chase out of it yeah, so it was a little gamble. <laughs> like you just happen to find a case of avengers assemble and you just happen to get the chase that has a legacy card so i know there's a lot of bricks out there that are still unopened, looking for people to own them yeah, uh, you might as well take a gamble if
2: you get a good deal on it because you never know what's going to get a le- legacy card nowadays. 100 percent man. And uh and you know, a lot a lot of the stuff that we have too is just, you know, it's just for people trying to finish collections and stuff as well. But most of the things that we have are, are new and fresh, and are, you know, we have the hero clicks for Huntington's coffee mugs that have been so hot the last couple of years. <laughs> we actually switched to tumblers. We think they're even uh they're even Or useful. So we have these Hero Clicks for Huntington's tumblers that are going to be in the auction this year. And the only way to get them is to bid on them. Like, there's, it's like eight of them and that's it. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I'm like, damn it. I know. I tried to get
0: some of those last year and I just kept getting outbid. I'm like, come on, it's a coffee mug. Give it to me, please. I want
2: something. I know, man. I drink, I drink coffee out of that thing all the time and I just, I love it. It's such, it's such a cool looking, it's so simple, but it's just, it's really cool. And, those are the little things that we love in this community. And speaking of little things, we have if uh, Scott Crampton's bystander pod in the, uh, or bystander token in the auction as well. And what we're doing is we're auctioning off a number of them that he'll sign. And uh, we think they'll go for, for pretty good money. Uh, but then we're going to auction off uh, a few. Uh, you can bid higher to have him not sign it.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going so, to say. I think it devalues yeah. it when he puts his
2: <laughs> signature on the actual item. So yeah, so we'll have two batches in there. You can either bid to have him sign it, or you can bid more to have him not touch uh, the bystander. <laughs> token don't
0: don't have him physically touch the bystander at all, because once his DNA gets on there, it just is basically worthless.
3: Exactly. Now, now knowing that you were going to uh, show your two figures on the uh, the live stream, did you purposely wait until he showed his pog so that you could one up him by showing him two actual figures? One hundred percent.
2: One hundred percent. You know, for me, it's uh, anytime you know. I think it's so cool having been a part of the community for as long as I have. Um, I have a pretty good sense of the community and 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 what people enjoy and what people have a good time watching. And so, yeah, we definitely set that up to <laughs> to let him get the because I know his pog is it's better. It's better than my pog. I mean, it's it's cheaper. I have incapacitated my pug, and there's nothing I can do about it. And that's just, you know, that's that's, you know, that's that's it. But uh, but guess what? Game set match went to me, in the third. So there we go. Be <laughs> able to uh, show let, him. You
0: know. Let's talk a little bit about those figures that gets uh, created for you. So uh,
2: did they approach you, or did you approach them for that? They approached me actually. I went to them, and every year. You know, after the event's done, we kind of talk like a little, you know, on down after the debrief, I guess you could call it after the event is over. We kind of look at, you know, first year I had to... In between first and second year is a lot of logistics. Because after the first year, you know, I mailed, hand-packed and mailed every single prize for the virtual event in 2021 out of my own home. I taped, I printed labels, I weighed, I packaged every single thing. And and, well, and my wife, my poor wife. Um, But yeah. (laughs) Happy anniversary, by the way, before you continue. Thanks. Yeah, decade, man. It's pretty cool. Um, But, uh, you know, we got that done. And then the second year being Lucky Dice, like really helped with a lot of that stuff. So after last year, we were able to kind of go, okay, logistics, we think we've sorted out pretty well. What can we do to grow the event so we thought about it and then I, I called them again um, at the end of last year to kind of start talking because we've got to talk the lead time on this event is, is is has to be pretty far because shipping is still just a mess for them and for the rest of the world I mean for everybody it's tough you know it's still tough but um, they we're like okay let us let us take a beat we'll call you in the new year and we talked uh, in February and they pitched this idea to me and I was like what and at first it was just going to be one figure. And I was like over the moon about that. Then they came back and they said, Hey, we want to, we want to do a second. We want to do one that's themed for hero clicks for Huntington's, but we want to do one that kind of drops in the heart of convention season before uh, their championships in Memphis. So they wanted both of them to go to the charity and they, they it was kind of their idea. You know, this is how we think we can keep this thing alive throughout the course of the year. So it's not just a you know, one weekend. So Yeah, it was them. And then I had a pretty strong part in designing the things. So I was like, super excited. You know, with my pog, it was definitely way more of they pitched to me what they thought they wanted the dial to be. And here's the name of the power. And this is what we really this is what we feel comfortable with. This one, they were kind of like, let's work together. Let's let's figure this thing out together. So no, it's their fault as much it is, as it is mine.
0: <laughs> well, it, it is a great fault because they are two phenomenal figures, and they will definitely be high-prized um, high, high prized out there that people are going to want, and you'll be seeing them in plenty plenty of competitive. In fact, these things might get a legacy card. I'm not even joking. Like five, six years down the road, we might see a legacy card, Scott Porter, in a booster one of these days. Well, Everyone that <laughs> said
1: themes are dead. Yes. Uh, the Hero Clicks for Huntington. Scott completely changes that. I mean, who doesn't want to field Scott Porter, though? I mean, come on.
2: Okay. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, for me, that was my whole goal with this, is I I wanted... I knew the things that had happened to kind of switch away from theme. And over the past couple of years, we've had small themes in the tournaments that we've run. You know, the Silver Age online tournament that we ran, you had to have two family members uh, be a part of it. You know, family is everything is the motto of the HDSA. And so that felt really natural last year. There was a little bit of thematic stuff this year. It's a team event, uh, the Scott Porter invitational, the silver age team tournament and spirit is also there as far as, you know, wanting to run, you know, unique stuff, fun stuff. You know, you'll have a leg up on fellowship prizing. If you do that at this event weekend, but, um, once I saw a lot of the changes, the theme, I mean, I run theme. That's pretty much all I want to run. That's, that's all I do run. But I saw a theme kind of making a hit. I was like, all right, we're going to bring it back single-handedly. Let's do this. Uh, so, you know, I wanted to do that. And then that figure came second, though. The Powerbomb variant is actually was the, was the first one we were working on. It spun out of the idea of there's a scene in Friday Night Lights where my character um, is being asked by his girlfriend because he's being rec- recruited by all of these colleges and everyone's blowing smoke up his ass. She's like, do you have superpowers? Is it true? She's interview- fake, fake interviewing him. She's like, can you throw fireballs? Can you shoot lasers out of your eyes? And so we were going to kind of do that kind of figure. It's all the powers that are mentioned in Friday Night Lights. All of a sudden, this Scott Porter has and he's in football pads and stuff. <laughs> we oh, thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, and maybe we'll do that further down the line. Yeah, But I, I was adamant. I said, I want Powerbomb to become official... Hero clicks cannon. So, how do we do it? We can we have a brick that's called power bomb, and can I get my powers from this incredibly op, you know, <laughs> set of hero clicks that's mythical in nature? And and they were like, yeah, 100. percent So that was the first one we built. And then the the changes to theme happened actually after we had started the process of that figure. They came back to me and said, hey, we want to do a second one. I knew immediately I wanted to, I wanted to counter the changes that were happening to theme. So. Did you have a say in the sculpt at all? And I'm kind of curious what is what brick do
0: you have in your hand? I couldn't really tell from the pictures.
2: It's power bomb. It is powerbomb. It's a yellow brick with a, a bomb icon on it, and it says power bomb across the bomb. Every single booster says power bomb on it. that, that is a <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. And they oh. they said that, you know, as far as the shirt went, they were like, you know, we'll just throw the WizKids logo on one. You know, the a limited edition whiz kids set thing, which I think is cool because you know, if you're part of a game team and they're all from the same set, you get the bonuses with the power bomb version. And that WizKids limited edition, that that counts as a set. Right? So you can run a bunch of con LEs and give them the plus one plus one if you run it with Scott Porter Con L E. So I think that's pretty cool.
0: Now for yeah, for the youngins out there, do you
2: want to give the quick
0: version of what Powerbomb in is kind of the lore of where that came from?
2: Yeah, was it Thugget on HC Realms? I believe it was. Thugget might have started this. There was this parody thread. It, it 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 started out as you know, it was posing as factual data leak stuff. You no, know? the next set of hero clicks is going to render every single one of the hero clicks in your tackle box completely useless. power creep is here our bomb is the next hero click set confirmed it was like thousand point figures squeezed down to 40 points it was like the most ridiculous dials and the most ridiculous things uh that you could ever see on a hero click and uh and lo and behold you know it turned out to be fake but community this is how I remember it, and I know everybody has a different memory of, of all how this all went down, but Powerbomb has been referenced ever since then uh, as this, like, mythical set. And they're like, oh, shoot, my favorite character didn't get made in this set. Maybe maybe when Power Powerbomb comes out, you know, <laughs> or, you know, I won a thousand point Captain America. Oh, shoot, maybe when Powerbomb comes out. So, you know, it's been around for a long, long time, and uh, I'm just glad to finally make a canon. Yes, I I
0: love that because I remember because I've been playing since Armor Wars, so I've been I'm quite the big dinosaur when it comes to clicks, and I remember those threads on the uh, realms a while ago. Uh, All right, let's talk about the Huntington's or heroics for
3: Huntington's. So it is going to be real quick with the uh, the Scott Porter figures. um, Should we expect a new version every year of like one of your (laughs) characters?
2: You know I. It's been kicked around quiz uh, okay. kids is kind of whether it whether or not it's me or whether or not it's something that like I have a hand in helping design or something that you know goes hand in hand with you know I wouldn't be surprised if if it ends up being a licensed character of course we'd have to get clearance for it all mm-hmm. uh, you know one of the one of the greater doctors out there or you know uh, you know everybody knows my favorite character as Iceman, you know, if it's not me or some version of it, I think that we will be having a direct-to-consumer figure that's tied into this charity initiative every single year. Okay. I think we can count on that. I'm not sure what it'll be. I'll just kind of wait and see what they what they pitch.
1: It'd be a pervert you- for Scott Porter. You have your Iceman Scott Porter, a Venomized Scott Porter, Carnage Scott Porter. It's endless.
0: <laughs> I would I would yeah. love a shifting focus Scott
1: really Porter. would you the greater Scott Porter.
2: Is there oh yes greater scott he's two times yeah. the size <laughs> he's two times the size <laughs> and then there's like there's like <laughs> there's a bald guy with <laughs> like the top hat that comes up to his knee <laughs> next to him on the sculpt if, And it'll be yes. unnamed it'll be unnamed
0: he'd be like if the, uh, if the scott crampton bystander is on the board greater scott gains the giant
2: symbol or something like that
1: yeah that's 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 what it has to be it has to be you that generate a scott crampton bystander Oh Just my there. gosh!
2: Like like death metal Joker and the and yes the Robin. Yes. <laughs> a little, yes a little a oh little Scott
0: Crampton in a in like a what's it called a gimp suit with a chain around his neck. <laughs> I love it. Oh my. Oh man. Oh no. Oh, please God. make it happen <laughs> next year, WizKids. Kids. Please. <laughs> we know you listen, WizKids. Kids. Make it happen. Yes. Um, and then I believe from what I heard is that these fig or the the white shirt figure is going to be for sale on the WizKids website May 4th?
2: Uh no. So the Hero Clicks for Huntingtons variant, the number the the two variant is uh the Hero Clicks for Huntington's one with the black t shirt. The black t shirt is is available for pre sale. And and on that t shirt there is the Hero Clicks for Huntington's logo. That's on that figure. Um, we sell those t shirts actually throughout the month of May in conjunction with the event. They're pretty they're pretty sweet actually. Purple and like this teal blue and I, I, we're pretty proud of them. We like them, But um, that goes for pre-sale on May 4th and is expected to ship on September 1st. And then the white t-shirt, the Powerbomb version, will be on WizKids' website. Sale starting September 1st and should ship immediately. So that's one at the beginning of con season, one at the end of con season, I think is, is how they wanted to do it. They bookend the entire season with it. And both should be tournament legal 10 days past shipping. So September 10th in that range. Um, they should be legal. Thing. Yes. Yes, they should be. And of course, everything, you know, subject to change, uh, whatever happens at WizKids mm-hmm. is completely out of my control. Yep. But that is the plan. And they felt confident enough to give me all that information and told me I could tell everybody. So i tell everybody.
0: I honestly might buy an extra Scott Porter figure and get an extra Batman Who Laughs Robin, and somehow make that figure that we were just talking about just <laughs> make it a one of a kind and send it to you, Scott. Oh
2: my! No, send it to the. I need Scott. it to be official.
1: <laughs> I will play a greater Scott that generates a lesser Scott. I don't care what, how good or how bad it is. It will be on my team.
3: Every uh, now what are uh, the uh, the odds of designing a
2: full figure like that being added to the auction ever? Oh man, um like a one of a kind where I mean, in that case, I think you know it would have to be promo only if it was like a masterpiece kind of one of one um, mm-hmm. not you know, here's the deal I it's tough what? because they already offer so much the the become a switch clicks. Actually, the first year we had three of them and WizKids came back and they were like, hey, can we get to take one one back? Because the process of creating that to do a one of one and to print it up, it actually has a pretty high cost. And so um, as far as the way that they do whatever they do on their side. Right. So Mm -hmm. year one, we had three of them, three winners. Year two, uh, we only had the two. And this year we only have the two as well. So I'm not going to rule it out. I just at this point they they give they have given so much, at I'm just not asking for any more. And if they come oh, to me sure, and like, yeah. hey, we want to step it up again, <laughs> I'll be like, yeah. But I think you know on the debrief on the other side because you guys aren't the first ones to ask uh, if that would ever be a possibility. And what I do like and what I wish would happen is that you know, Twitch clicks would kind of become a, a thing again. Now that Silver Age is back, you know we've got all these switch clicks pieces that are fully legal now, and I, you know, so actually gives. Whoever won these, you know, become a switch clicks molds of yourself and put yourself on any on a base is it's pretty cool. But I'd love to see you know, some legacy cards that are, you know, switch clicks based figures or something along those lines. that makes those switch clicks figures a little more viable so that people who are winning these prizes can actually play with themselves. Oh, God, I hate to that. Uh, <laughs> any, anyway, um, you know, in, in in any tournament setting, you know, so hopefully. um i'd love to see something like that some revival of some of the switch click stuff because quite frankly it was really cool it was a really friggin' cool mechanic in my in my yeah.
3: mind oh it definitely was
0: uh, all right, let's talk about the charity event. So it is being held May fourth through the seventh, which is two weeks away. Like I said, it's creeping up on us. It's going to be in Huntsville, Alabama, at Lucky Dice Cafe. So if you can make it, be sure you can. I believe one of the auction items as well is you get to bunk with Scott Porter at an Airbnb the entirety of the trip. Uh,
2: you get guess- this is not true. This <laughs> no? is these the, the comments made on this particular podcast are not shared or endorsed by Scott Porter. Okay, uh, no. <laughs> oh, I was waiting
0: for that drop. <laughs> Fair enough, um, but on Thursday, if you can't make it to the event, we are—they are doing online BR, which you are—they're
2: using Spider-Man, I believe. Yeah, I mean, this is Brad is a one-man army when it comes to all of this online stuff. And he was asking us to give him more this year. He's like I can run all of these online BRs and I would really like to do a 300 point silver age tournament. And I was like, "Brad, what?" And he was like, "Yeah, man. Let's do it. Let's do a or what a 32 man field or uh, you know, 64 player field." I was like, "This is you're crazy, Brad. You are <laughs> you are insane. He is such a hard worker. He is sun up sun down on this thing. And I I get I'm I'm glad that I get to give him some shine because I feel like he's really an unsung hero throughout this entire charity event weekend. But he wanted to make sure in keeping with what I said earlier, that everybody who plays in something, whether it be online or in person, uh, it feels like they're walking away with something, whether it's the experience or it's actual physical, tangible things that that make the experience worth it. And we just to get another set of prizing that we would want to be able to fully deck out that kind of tournament just felt like we are maybe stretching it a little bit this year, but next year I wouldn't be surprised if, if we have full on virtual tournament as well, alongside everything we have in person. So, you know, we'll see, but yeah, the online BRs I believe are running Spider-Man. I think they're coding that, uh, heading into the event. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that thing plays. Um, but we needed to get it coded because we, we couldn't do Batman team up. Batman team up is such a weird battle Royal set. You know, it's it's fun. Yeah, you've got it. We played it in, in Orlando actually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was cool because you could we we put in the rule that you could equip all the equipables to, to any figure on your team, but you could only u- utilize it once, right? And then it, it went away. Yeah. Um, that was fun. It was fun playing with that set, but we, we think that it's more attractive to have kind of the newer hotness and to be able to play with something that doesn't have as many moving pieces as that set does. If you're doing, you know, board clutter and all that stuff online. So uh, we're really excited to be able to play that set out.
0: And miles, I know you're helping out with that online as well. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Brad
1: is a monster. I helped him out last year and I did tons of hours, but yeah, he's, I don't even know if that man sleeps. I think he maybe takes a cat nap here and there.
2: Um, Yeah. Miles, I owe you a big thank you too. And I I know we, we got your package from last year, right?
1: um some of it yeah there's a little bit of miscommunication but you know.
2: okay we'll make sure we we get all that lined up make sure you you fire off an email to me scott porter uh, hero clicks at gmail.com uh just right, in case sounds good. there's anything that still needs needs to be fulfilled yeah but uh but the, i know that brad had miles and i think he had one other person step in to do a little bit but yeah john pre, yeah all the pre-planning and the coding you know brad uh, and and the and the small team that he has with him just they just take care of everything and it's it's a real relief to not have to worry about the logistical back end for me on that stuff. So, uh, bravo, Miles and, and Brad and everybody that that does it. But yeah, we're going to be doing Thursday night, Friday all day, Saturday all day, Sunday as well. So, you know, plenty of chances if you can't make the tournament to at least be able to jump on and play. And as part of the auction. Uh, the last couple of years, we've done this. We're doing it again this year. Uh, we're auctioning off uh, two battle royal uh, royal games for Saturday and for Sunday. Uh, that I'll play with uh, you and and uh, two friends. So I'll jump in and and you can bid to to win a, a guaranteed uh, battle royal with me and and uh, everybody's going to get a pog in those games and and a tarot card in those games. So the the pricing for the online BRs is actually pretty cool. You know. First is is getting the Pog of their choice, and everybody else is getting tarot cards all weekend long. We have a ton of tarot cards, so we're super excited to help people complete their collections. Because I know, I mean, I I don't have all of them. I I think there's plenty of players out there that don't have every single one. So, you know, we'll be be, uh, sending out plenty of envelopes at the end of the weekend for that.
0: Um, if you can make it to the actual event, they're having the Tracy Brock Memorial Welcome event, which it'll be held on Thursday. Uh, and I would read off the prizing for all these events, but I don't have that deep of a breath and can't hold it for that long when I speak, because the prizing for this is insane, and I I just am astonished on the prizing. Like, if there was one event you could go to this whole year, it is this event, because just showing up. You're going to be getting, I think uh, Scott Crampton said, you'll be able to
2: sell half of the pricing you get just to pay for your trip alone. Yeah, man, it, you know, and it's it's for every single thing that we do throughout the weekend. You know, it's it. We wanted everybody that comes, no matter what way they want to play the game, whether they want to play sealed or they want to be more casual in battle royals or they want to enter some of the bigger tournaments, um, you know, team or solo. You know, we want everybody to feel like they're having a shot at really taking some amazing stuff home. And, and that's all Wiz kids, man. They're, they're just, they're great with uh, making sure that we're supported in this way. But Thursday night is a lot of fun. You know, we've got beers, we've got uh, you know, some barbecue and some beers that night. And it's really, it's a welcome party as well as just a, a, a team tournament where you just don't know what you're pulling. It's all old sets. with no idea what's going to be on the board kind of feels like uh when we did the drunken heroclis championships down in Orlando, you know, we just had no idea what we were going to be playing with coming out of those boosters. And uh it was great, man. It was it was a really really fun time. And that's what Thursday feels like as well. Yeah, and apparently uh eat
0: some legendary sandwiches from their cafe from what I've heard.
2: Oh dude. They've got the best sandwiches, man. <laughs> They've got they really really do. If you're strolling in in the morning and you know, They've got great coffee. And across the street, there's this, there's this place called Bigfoot Donuts. It's not even across the street. It's just in the same parking lot. And uh, they have these tiny little donuts. They're hot. And there's like 40 different flavors. Start your day with that and a cup of uh, you know, Lucky Dice Cafe coffee. Get yourself a, a Phoenix at lunch. Oh, you're good to go, man. You're good to go. Uh, Then on Friday, we
0: have Scott Porter versus The World, which uh, somehow you're able to get enough bricks of Avengers 60th to play with, uh, I think six weeks ahead of the pre-release, which is insane. Um, Were there any figures, again, you don't have to spoil anything, but were there any figures out of the brick that you pulled that you definitely want to pull in this event? (laughs) Like, was there that one, like, I I got to pull this one for the event
2: because I got it locked up then?
1: An iron all-father. I can't,
2: I mean... (laughs) Look, is there an Iron All Father situation this year? Yeah, I think there's about three of them in this thing. <laughs>
3: um,
2: there's there's a couple of lower cost of figures though too that I think are going to be real lynchpinny for anybody who doesn't pull like a big tent pole. I just can't say too much, man. I yeah. just I want to make sure that everybody is is able to enjoy the the unboxing and and uh, without without having any spoilers ahead of time. But oh no, th-
1: th- this vague. This vagueness you're bringing, I think, is just going to make people even more excited to see it. So. It might be the highest
2: viewed
0: video, Scott. Has you're ever done it explaining his it exactly how you need to.
2: I will say, though, I think the chases, um, they have some interplay together. They're great, right? But I think you, it's the kind of thing where you're going to kind of be wanting to run more than one of them. So I wouldn't necessarily say that the chases are are what you're looking for to be like, oh, open booster win tournament. You know, like Iron <laughs> Off. Oh, so like Spider-Man? Yeah. With the characters? Um, yeah, I think it's it's there's a lot of interplay. And I don't know if you guys have seen have you I mean everybody's seen the solicitations of the outside of the box, at least, right? Yes. We, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So Doom Supreme is on the back, right? So um kind of gives everybody an idea of what the chase figures are gonna be. And that particular t- team of uh, villains definitely has a lot of play with each other. And very complicated mechanics, the way that they punch in and punch out of the game. So I'm going to leave it at that, though. It's really cool. That sounds yeah. cool.
0: And then on oh, Saturday... Wait. Oh, go ahead, Dan. No, no, no.
2: But, but By all
0: means, continue. Say so on Saturday, you have the team event, which is Silver Age Extreme Highlander. Uh, the prizing for the, like, I just have to read this one off, uh, for the team event, the winning team, each person is going to get a factory set of Disney plus. And that's just one of the prizes. I can't read the rest of this stuff because like I said, I am not that long winded, but like that alone is amazing, especially with what all comes in that set. Yeah. Like that's not for them to split up. That's each person (laughs) gets a factory set. It's not no, you, you have, have to, to roll dice it. or do a snake
2: draft or anything. Each person gets a full set of Disney+. Plus. Yeah, which is, which is pretty insane in and of itself. And that tournament on Saturday also has a, a fellowship angle. And all three of uh, – well, the, two of the tournaments, the Scott Porter versus the World on Friday and then the team event on Saturday, they both have fellowship prizing that is kind of through the roof. You know, if you win – Fellowship for the Scott Porter versus the World Fellowship uh, event, you get a Batman team-up booster brick seal. Uh, you know, you get uh, the maps. You get, we're doing double-sided maps this year, which is really cool, of the past two uh, event maps. So Panther Fieldhouse on one side and Hyper RPG on the other on Neoprene. Double-sided Neoprene maps, which is cool. Uh, you know, Death Metal, Wonder Woman, Bitty Phoenix, you know, Phoenix Sentinel. I mean, there's, there's a ton of stuff. You know, a lot of last year's con exclusives. And then... The team that wins fellowship in the Saturday tournament as a team this year, that team gets to put their heads together and design a legacy card. Um, And that's for fellowship in the Clicks for Huntington's Invitational, the team event on Saturday. And they get a Batman team up factory set to split amongst them, which we thought was probably the best place for that to go because so many people are still looking for, you know, oh, I need the chainsaw. I need the indigo chainsaw and I need, the, I need the orange boot, you know? And so there's hopefully a lot in there for everybody on that team. But yeah, the the fellowship awards uh, for those two tournaments in particular are also very, very strong. And then lastly on Sunday, we
0: have the Silver Age Singles uh, World Championship, and that is going to conclude the uh, weekend or the week, which just sounds like a ton of fun. I'm really hoping to go. Uh, I'm gonna try to make it work. Uh it's only about a nine-hour drive up here from Wisconsin down there, which is astonishing because from Wisconsin to Orlando, Florida is like 18. So 18 hours. So I don't know how from Huntsville, Alabama to Orlando, Florida is another
2: nine hours, but that's just geography for ya. Um the, the panhandle, or as I like to call it, uh Satan's Taint or <laughs> um or the world's largest retention pond. Uh the panhandle of Florida is surprisingly a very long slog to drive across. So that's where a ton of your time is spent on the, on the 10, just trying to get the taint the one side. Yeah. Through the taint. You've got him. You've got to make, you just got to push through the taint. That's all. Now, are you only you playing on somebody these... like that? You can kill somebody like <laughs> yeah. that. I've heard. Sorry. <laughs> anyway.
3: Are you only playing um, the Scott Porter versus the world event?
2: Yeah. So I'll be playing the seal tournament uh, as, as long as I can. Um, okay. last year I was fortunate to make it to the final four, lost to Mike Holloway and iron all father. And, uh, you know, played pretty well along the way. I mean, played a lot of really good players, saw a lot of really good pieces. Um, you know, hopefully I can have the same success this year. I played pretty well down in Orlando and as part of the team tournament down there. But outside of that, I'll be playing battle Royals all weekend long. Um, just like. Uh, down in Orlando, I'll just randomly, when I have a moment, be able to sit down. Uh, I'll jump in and play a game. I'm pretty active all weekend long. I want to make sure that uh, I'm seeing and getting to play with me as, as many people as possible.
3: Okay. Did you have a chance to play with the, uh, the new rules, the 2023 update ones?
2: Not yet with the terrain and all that stuff. So, um, you know... This is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. We're going to be learning figures on the fly, (laughs) and (laughs) that's going to be really cool. I mean, the fact that this set won't be completely spoiled by the time we play, I think, is is even more uh, daunting. I think than the than the rules changes for me. (laughs) Just,
3: I mean, that's like unheard of.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's. I really missed that aspect. Yeah, because I've been playing since the beginning, and I remember getting a set going in for your sealed pre release, and you know, HC Realm still didn't have the figs released so you went in there blind
2: yeah what set was count nefaria and the first count nefaria was like wasn't that mutant mayhem i think that yeah mutant yes. Mayhem sounds like, yeah and uh yeah i remember sitting across the table against that against count nefaria who was pretty nasty back then um and going wait a minute what how much damage does this guy? What? Yeah, out? I mean, he was a powerhouse. Hypersonic speed, like four printed damage, which back then was just killing almost everything. So, you know, this is going to, you're going to have that same kind of reaction here. And I mean, a couple of times Worlds had that same thing happen. You know, it's like they would do a set release on, you know, the Wednesday before Worlds would hit and, you know, not everything was up online yet for like Ultimates. You know, Wizard World Philly, I think is, is another thing that I remember, you know, pulling a couple of electrodes and going wow this guy's a this guy's a brick shit house this guy can actually tear some stuff up so you know at the end of the day uh, I'm very excited to have that whole element of it in play
0: yeah i tried to do a whole like spoiler um, or non-spoiler thing for Avengers Forever. So, like when we were they, when they were talking about it in our Discord, they like censored the chat and whenever they talked about it. And it was like the hardest two months of my life. And I'll probably never <laughs> do that again because I wanted to know what was in that set because I wanted my unboxing the same thing like you to be a surprise. Uh, and it, it was a nice surprise, but it was a grueling two months beforehand, not being on Facebook and not being able to talk about anything. I think they even did the, the preview set without me. That um, that time because yeah. I, yes. I didn't want anything to be spoiled for me for that whole set because I thought I'd give it a try and I'll never do it again
2: yeah Uh-oh. it's it's it's
0: tough yeah. <laughs> it's 100% sure yeah uh, it's, it's very tough because b- back when uh the the dinosaurs played like us we just got the poster so we saw what was in the set but we didn't know what they did yeah Um, All right, let's end with some viewer questions. We had some people on Facebook ask some. So we have Eric Adams says, I just got to say thank you, Scott, for putting up with all the podcast banter this past week. And which keyword are you most excited for your figure to gain? Now, I'm going to just put a wild guess out there because um, I heard you talk about Nathaniel Richard, or not Nathaniel Richards, Richard Ryder. And I'm going to go Novacore because I got a soft spot in my heart for Novacore as well. But uh, what. keyword you want your figure to gain or excited for the most?
2: I mean, the power bomb figure is kind of fun if he has Green Lantern Core because is a stop click, has pulse wave with knockback, but doesn't affect friendly characters, and I just like the, the thought of maybe, you know, like, Green Lantern... Uh, oh, I was, I was thinking team ability for the Hero Clicks for Huntington ones. I get confused because one of them can take the team abilities as well. Uh, keyword. I do love Nova Core. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Scott Porter on uh, on some mutant teams, though, as well. You know, click trade capability. If you think about it, the Scott Porter hero clicks for Huntington's version is healing one click per turn somewhere on the map for somebody. So if you're doing click swapping with your characters using team abilities that you know heal or trade clicks, if you f- if you fail and you have to you know keep the click off, you can you can just heal yourself back up. And so, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a long time X Men fan. So, I think X Men's at the top, but Novacore is pretty cool. I do like Richard Ryder, but you have to say his whole name. You have to say his full first name. <laughs> oh, wait. What
0: am I missing? I'm missing something here. Help me out here. <laughs> Did you yeah. not you understand the simplicity of this? Come on. You're killing me. Oh, Dick Ryder? Are we, is that where yeah. we're going? Okay. Okay. That's what I thought was, but I'm like, wait a minute. That's not his full name. That's his, that's a short name. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I love that you were overthinking that. I that was, was way overthinking that one. Um, one tra- I am one I
1: think that's what Porter is going to be a great uh, Mission Point figure teamed up with Peacemaker. So I expect to see him on a lot of Mission Point teams.
2: Yeah, for sure. That would be – look, man, if I can help Mission Point win an actual big tournament, that would be awesome. If you can help John
0: Cena in any way – you can do it. I mean, at the beginning
2: of your turn. You heal a friendly
1: character. And then if you have uh what's his name with peacemaker on the map, then when you heal, you get a mission point. I mean,
0: it's the synergy's there. Yeah. I can't see him if I can help him out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jason Summerall asks if you could play hero clicks with any superhero, who would you play with?
2: If I could play hero clicks with any superhero. Oh man. Um, somebody I could beat. Who's simple? It's like the most simple Leanne Harper? I... Oh my gosh. <laughs> um as somebody who doesn't overthink things. I don't know. You wouldn't want to sit across like Scott Summers. That's I can tell you that right now. I'd sit across from Alex Summers. Yeah, havoc. How about you go. how about that? That'd be fun. Or I mean my my boy Bobby Drake, man. He's just looking to have a good time. He doesn't care about winning and losing. Uh, he also
0: asked, what other celebrity has played, uh, wait, what other celeb has he played against, if any? Have you, so have you introduced this to any other celebrities
2: or um, coworkers? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, there's a, <laughs> I mean, people have heard the story about me taking uh, Minka Kelly and Zach Guilford with me when I was shooting the pilot for Friday Night Lights um, <laughs> to a comic shop because they wanted to see what Heroclix actually was. Um, but, uh, you know, on the, uh, I think it was shield. I had Robert Buckley on with me. Who's, who's an actor that he was on iZombie as a series regular. he he'd been on a number of shows before and, uh, I got him kind of hooked on hero clicks for a little while. Um, I'd love to sit down and play with Gail Simone. I know she plays the game too, but she doesn't live anywhere near LA. I invited her to do a number of unboxings with me, but it never happened, but. Uh, fan of her work so i was that's cool. uh that's really cool yeah but you know back in the day it was just the kind of thing where i used to work at the beetlejuices graveyard review at universal studios playing the wolfman and frankenstein and a song and dance show and we would just my favorite memories of this of this game are are being in full monster makeup playing uh a four-person hero clicks match in the break room in between shows and that's what we would do um I got almost that entire cast hooked on Heroclix. Um, Well, all the dudes. There was one girl that would play. But, I mean, still, all the dudes in the cast would just go back and we would just play our nerd games. And, uh, yeah, it was just awesome. We were proud uh, to be nerds back then, just like we were loving life, man. So, you know, if I could get more cast members to actually play, I would. But uh, I've tried to take a couple of my Ginny and Georgia cast with me to games up in Toronto and... Hasn't worked out yet. <laughs> Not yet. Yet. Um, AJ Kilmore from over at
0: – what's that, Miles? It's because you're in Canada. That's part <laughs> of it. Ooh, I get a- to
2: play at J, Sol's, uh, J. Solomon's uh, store up there. And, I mean, those people are more meta-crazy. And I like to play themes, so like I walked in with my acolytes theme one night, and I was like, "What am I playing against? Holy crap!" And it's just all Canadian national competitors. I'm like, "Okay, this is this is not going to go well." See, that's that's when you have your B team ready to go just in case. You're like, "Oh, all right, we're gonna switch pace here." No, man, I'll tell you what, the Kleinstocks won a game or two that night, so I was Ooh. I was excited. <laughs> Uh, AJ
0: Kilmore over at Clicks Dads asks, "What advice do you have to the community to help grow their local playgroup?"
2: Oh man, this is a this is a tricky one, right? Uh, the game is it's tough to teach new players. I think it's just it's just tough because to be... it's not a
0: simple game. It takes yeah you know months to learn the game, and then
2: they change the rules on you, and you have to learn more yeah. months to learn those rules. We just have to be open to teaching. And I think most of us are, you know, Um, there's a number of times where I'm at the gaming shops that I play at out here in Los Angeles, like Nightwear or Always Gaming, where, you know, one of those communities is very welcoming to new players. And one of those communities is very closed off. And, um, you know, I wish all small gaming communities at these gaming shops Uh, would be a little bit more open and willing to, you know, spend some time maybe playing some games without all the bells and whistles. But it's tough because a lot of people that still play this game are really, really good players. And I think we get used to this kind of iron sharpens iron mentality and never taking it easy on each other. And even though we're playing friendly games, we're still like really playing hard to win. And I think maybe just not taking every tournament so seriously is probably like a good way to ease some new players in. I love the miniatures game aspect of things. My son is picking up the game because of the miniatures game and playing with the stripped down dials and stuff. And he's, he's seven. So, you know, it can be taught. It just is going to take some patience and, you know, I'm not embarrassed to play the game. I know some game groups that are like when they're closed off, there's almost like, are you coming in here? Like, leave us alone. We're, you know, it's like yep. this air of embarrassment. There's no need to feel like that. I don't think, because if you're in a shop like that, everybody's there for the same thing. It's just to find a community and have a great time. And I think this community is awesome. So if we, if we were just a little bit more open, a little bit more patient, I think you know, that'd be awesome. Uh, Mork Berg, who is actually one of our listeners
0: down in, down in Australia uh, asks uh, what do I need to take part in the online battle Royal? Uh, for the event. Now, I don't think you can sign up for it quite yet, but I think that's coming up very soon.
2: Yeah, the online Battle royal uh, tickets and such will be up for sale, um, I think starting at the beginning of May, May 1st. So this is more back-end stuff. This is Howard and his team because our store is hosted through their website, uh, through Rock's website. So the direct-to-consumer maps that we have the direct-to-consumer t-shirts that we have for the event, um, the things that you can buy without having to bid on anything with the set price, that'll all be through the Rock website. And if you're looking to join an online battle royal, um, you'll sign up uh, by purchasing a certain number of tickets uh, for games through that site once the store becomes active at the beginning of May.
0: Uh, he also asked, which announced Iconics is your favorite so far and are they playable so today we got a couple spoiled we got the wolverine crush in the bed uh iconics revealed we had the batman and bane we had robin and batman Uh, we haven't seen superman and uh, doomsday dial yet but that's the one i'm most excited for but which one of those are you most excited for
2: the doomsday batman is Pretty damn cool. Um, the, ba- look, I'm the, a, I'm the Bane, the Bane Batman, or the Doomsday. Sorry, Superman the Bane. Out. Sorry, the Bane Batman. I meant okay. to say. Sorry, is is pretty damn cool. Um, you know what I like about the Iconics is, you know, high level sculpts, uh, really recognizable moments, and you know, even if you don't play them, they look freaking awesome. Yes, but Wolverine. <laughs> uh, I've never. I look unpopular opinion. I hate Wolverine. <laughs> Hate him. I hate Wolverine. I I always have. Like, he's the guy that everybody loves. And I'm just like, I hate him because everybody else loves him so much. I don't know. Like, I've never understood the the grumpy, you know, and I'm not to say not to say he's not a great character. I just personally have never been like really drawn to him. But, you know, my favorite characters on the other side of stuff. But I'm I'm Team Scott on the Wolverine, Dean Gray. Uh, you know Scott Summers' love triangles, so so I, I don't think I'll be getting the uh, the crush Wolverine. Okay, fair. I know I know <laughs> I know we were talking
0: in chat. Ryan really likes that Wolverine, so I'm sure he's going to get that one for sure. That's the one I'm oh, looking yeah. forward to the most. Yeah, he yeah. would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You would you would love that. Um, and then uh, he's Matt- just in the bed flexing. Yeah. You know that's the thing. He's like he's holding up. You know, there's no need for for Logan to be flexing in that. Like he's, you're supposed to be chilling out in bed, bro. Like why? He's like, no, I'm gonna hold this up, but I'm gonna make sure I'm flexing, bub. That's that's Ryan
0: to a T. He's probably flexing right
2: yeah. now. Um, no, no rest.
0: Um, Matt Peterson, <laughs> who actually donated a hundred dollars on the clicks, uh, critical clicks podcast who called Ryan a penis online uh, wants to know what is your favorite map to play on and optional question why is Ryan such a penis but you don't have to answer that one
2: I, I won't be answering the uh, optional <laughs> question but uh, I did have a comment on it um, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast yet but I don't even know if it's out yet I'm, I'm in this marathon of, of pods um, favorite map to play on oh man i really loved the uh conveyor belt yard way back in the day when god what was it it was just past armor wars i think it was one of the first like two by three maps and had this uh, super maybe that's it. it had a it's like a junkyard with conveyor belts there's a little office oh on the left side yes of the map.
0: yep i know that
2: one um no, it's collateral damage. That that map came out around the time of collateral damage. I'm pretty sure because I was okay. playing some Katana around that time. I was playing a lot of Outsiders actually. Uh, I love Roy Harper. I love Arsenal. So I was playing a lot of Outsiders back then. And uh, yeah, I love that map. It's got that like junk conveyor in the middle of the map. It's got an office on the left hand side and uh, some really well placed blocking terrain. That that map was so much fun. A ton of hindering in the middle. So. You know, back then, like Hypersonic Speedsters, they were all over the place. And so that map had it allowed you to counter a bunch of that. So, um, yeah, I think that's one of my favorite all time maps to play on. And
0: then uh, I know Ryan and Dan and maybe Miles have one question for you. So I'll let them take it away. Ryan, did you have a question for Scott?
3: Um, well, about the, the maps, the uh, what do you think about the, the designing the smaller map for next year?
2: Yeah, that's going to be a thing. That's going to happen. I just—do you think it's going to be more? I reached challenging? out to a bunch of different players and and actually, you know, this map announcement—the the grumblings of it had already kind of happened when we were down in Orlando. So I was asking everybody, um, kind of pulling the community, and, and it seemed back then, at the majority of players were saying, you know, we we're still going to be playing on. I don't want to play on a map where it's just you know, every single piece is just so you know, Alpha Strike vulnerable on these on the smaller maps, but as the pieces evolve to play to be played on the smaller maps, I think, you know, the sentiment has started to change. And it appears that WizKids has been designing with these smaller maps in mind for the past couple sets, actually. So, you know, this wasn't a move made by them without thought, without some forethought. And I just decided to make the bigger map just because I didn't think I would ever be able to do a racer themed map on a two by two. So okay. After talking to the community, it seemed like a lot of people would still be playing on three-by-twos for a while. This thing's going to be legal for at least two years. So, mm-hmm. you know, I got... That was the first question I had. Hey, if anybody's bidding on this map, are they going to be able to use it through, you know, 2025? And the answer is yes, they will be. So, for me, uh, two years playing on a map, if we're talking, like, you know, retirement cycles and all that stuff, like, I'm okay with that. And hopefully everybody out there uh, enjoys enjoys this map. I think this map is maybe the best map that I've designed. I love how asymmetrical it is. I love how I've designed it specifically with new terrain markers and stuff in mind. You can definitely create a lot of interesting avenues um, with this map. If you're looking at Mm -hmm. like two by one, you know, blocking trains or different uh, little pieces of elevated blocking the squares that go up to the elevated on the top side of the map for the speed racer. So, I think, I think this map's going to be a lot of fun. I hope I hope it sees play.
3: I think it will, yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I had a, a buddy that uh, is also on our team, too. He wanted to know a little bit more about the Center of Excellence for Huntington's. Is there anything more like into detail you can talk about those?
2: Yeah, so Centers of Excellence are basically where um, the Hunting-D's, Huntington's Disease Society of America reaches out with different forms of educational materials or Medical professionals who have a huge depth of knowledge of Huntington's disease, because it being as rare as it is, um, a lot of hospitals are not equipped to even deal with you if you have Huntington's. What, how, you know, once you're diagnosed, the next step is, you know, what are we going to prescribe as far as ways to keep these people healthy, keep them, you know, going and keep them as strong as possible? You know, because this thing, you know, it slowly is deteriorating your you know, these people's bodies, balance, mind. So what we really do is HDSA goes in and educates doctors in those hospitals, those existing medical facilities, and we have a team go in, teach them how to properly diagnose, properly uh, prescribe treatments, we set up therapy groups, we We really do all facets to try and make sure that family, you know, you said something about Wisconsin. I used to use this example when we first started doing charity work. When I got involved with HDSA six years ago, if you were diagnosed with Huntington's disease in Wisconsin, your closest Avenue of finding a center of excellence, where there were doctors who could really tell you what was going on, how to battle this thing. You had to go to Houston. So now, Minnesota is going to have its own center of excellence where there are doctors who are fully educated and so incredibly equipped to tackle this thing that any family battling this will have the proper support structure in place. So we don't physically go like build a new hospital or build a new center. What we do is we go into existing centers, uh, medical centers, and, and then basically create like a team of super doctors who know how to help you and take care of you and, and be there for you as an asset as you battle Huntington's disease. Okay.
0: Do you have any other questions, Ryan?
3: Um, I think that
0: is it. All right, Dan, did you have any questions?
1: Um, I appreciate you talking about the Hunt- Huntington's Centers for Excellence. Those were those are really cool. I guess um, my one question is: Do you buy clicks outside of what <laughs> that what Wiz could
2: actually? gives you to preview. I was just, it was just one of those, you know. I do, man. Um, listen, it's, my kids have a collection of clicks too. <laughs> and, uh, and a lot of uh, what I buy now is, you know, if they're searching for a certain piece or whatever, you know, WizKids sends these bricks my way. But I, I now use them as, as charity uh, as much as I can um I took a huge collection of all the super rares chases primes everything that I pulled last year and put them into an auction item in the other uh Huntington's disease event that I do in the fall called Freeze HD and uh and had a huge auction item just of every single thing that I had pulled over the course of that the year and um so the kids they get to pick one or two pieces but if they want any super rares or anything they're they're out of luck so yeah we go to a couple of gaming shops out here in the valley and and I pick up clicks for the kids on occasion uh emerald knights go a house of secrets they they have every now and then have some hero clicks but emerald knights is is usually where we go to pick them up uh
0: miles anything for scott
1: yeah uh here in the pacific northwest we got a lot of uh groups of play groups they're like you know several hundred miles away but it's almost starting to die off and i was just wondering if um you ever thought about potentially going to the Pacific Northwest like you have in the Huntingtons or whatever to try and um, promote it, see if we can try and bring these um, playgroups together and try and keep it healthy up there, up here where I'm at?
2: Look, I'm I'm based on the West Coast, and it's really tough. I mean, you know, Alabama, look, we we completely understand. If Howard's Lucky Dice Cafe wasn't so incredible as a venue, um, I think this might have been in a different place already. Um, but we have talked about, you know, maybe picking this thing up and and kind of moving around the country and and trying to find different ways where it's a little bit easier for people on one side of the country to maybe make it to the event if they couldn't make it the the, the prior year. And uh, we're definitely looking at um, accessibility uh, for people to be able to come in and and everything. As far as helping rejuvenate, man, it's it's tough. You know, we there's ebbs and flows. You know, I, I played forever down in Texas, and a lot of the stores I played at are, are kind of gone, and a lot of my friends down in Texas uh, that used to play have kind of, you know, died off. Luckily, we've got some really solid playgroups down there, but I think everyone is kind of experiencing what, what you, you are up there, and that's why it's, you know, important that WizKids ch- keeps trying to innovate, and as a community, we keep trying to be as welcoming as possible to to get new people into the game, you know, and... Um, I'd love to come up there sometime. I don't know what that time is, but yeah, man, I'd I'd love to come up. But I'd Gong Gage also and- have, I'd also love to have uh, an event on the West Coast. That would be really cool if we could have something on the West Coast. Um, oh the yeah, last couple of years have all been East Coast based, so I'd love to do something on this side of the the states. So it's a little bit easier for people to get out here. And my
1: play group plays at an Abby's Pizza, so you do not need a game shop to play. For anyone <laughs> listening.
2: That's awesome, dude. I love that. Yes. Uh,
0: I think Ryan has one more question for you.
3: Yes, Wait, sir. I forgot. <clears throat> um, do you plan on going to Orlando uh, for the championship Clicks Open and doing stuff for Hero Clicks for Huntington's there next year also?
2: Yeah, I would love to if Newmark will have me back down and, and we can you know kind of plan the whole thing. You know, The, the cool thing is, is that my parents live down in Florida. I went to high school and college in Orlando. I worked at Universal Studios and Disney down there. So that's really like homecoming for me. So, you know, anytime I can get down there and also play clicks, that's (laughs) badass. So, yeah, 100%. I mean, I was an envoy down there for quite some time. So I I got to see uh, and meet actually some people who who envoy at at the stores that I used to envoy at. So that was really, really cool. So, yeah, as much as I can get down there, um, I'm going to go as long as Newmark wants me back, you know. I uh, kind of drank him under the table on Saturday night. I'm not sure if you he I heard it was like I heard it was a rough uh <laughs> Sunday morning for you guys. <laughs> Look man, I I listen, listen. Played to cut. Played all right. So I was sweating. I was so sweaty. <laughs> and I don't mean like in team build. I mean like my body uh was just purging everything just through my pores. <laughs> And uh, I might have smelled like banana liqueur. I don't even know how that happened, but um, made it to cut, right? We we went on to to play in in top eight. And I'm not going to lie, that hour break, I booted and rallied 100%. You know, that's what we got to do, fellas. That's what we got to do.
0: I remember coming down Sunday night because we had an earlier flight that day because I wanted to say goodbye to everybody and thank David Newmark for putting it on. So I get there at like 9 o'clock and I see Lucas. I'm like, hey, do you know where David is? Like, yeah, he's not going to be down here anytime soon. Because he was <laughs> he was going hard that Drunken Hero Clicks night with you guys. And he's like, yeah, he's, he, will, he won't even
2: be here until probably 3 o'clock this afternoon. Yeah, we were up till 4 a.m. I was up. I was there on time. Uh, he he was not, but it's his tournament, so I guess you know he can do it every once.
0: And then I guess the very last question, and then we'll end the podcast. Is our teammate Kane wants to know, and this is kind of a deep question, but he says, "What are your thoughts on the health of the game?" Now, for those of us who have been playing for a long time, Hero clicks like his head. It's ups and downs. You know, it died for about a year or two uh, right after I believe it was Hammer of Thor when. Neca sold it or bought it, I can't remember. And then COVID happened, so it had kind of a year of a lull where a lot of the um, tournaments were being held by um, people rather than whiz kids. Along with uh, Brad Broyles on Roll Twenty. So we're at a health state. Would you say HeroClicks is at right now? Going up, going
2: down, kind of staying level. Where is it at? Yeah. Um, yeah. Tops tried to kill us. Tops um, had bought. If you remember, sports clicks. Sports clicks were sports happening. Clicks, and- yeah and uh was the future yeah tops didn't see any more use for hero clicks really and uh after that year off i came back and you know i kind of keep my head down i i i went to WizKids and to justin and to the team and said look man i don't want this game to ever die again and i think you guys need um maybe a partner to to do hype stuff and The reason I started doing unboxings is because I saw Kevin Smith was doing unboxings. I was like, Kevin Smith is doing unboxings. This is, that's cool. I'll do it. No, pardon my language, but I was like, yeah, let's, let's go. And I do these things. I do the unboxings to to keep this game healthy. I, I try, you know, and I think that's every player's hope for the game. What state are we in right now? I, I think the miniatures game like was a really cool experiment. Um, to help, you know, have some attractive pieces for existing players, but to maybe be an invitation to try and get some more fresh blood into the game. I'd love to see that stuff continue on. Um, you know, all the little iterations, making the, the maps a little smaller, trying to make the games a little faster, all of that stuff. Um, I think, it you know, theory's going to be out. Is it helpful? Is it not? I don't know. But Game being quicker paced, you know, I hear a lot more people talking about baseball this year than I have in years past. So, you know, if that's kind of what we're aiming for, then then hopefully we get the same result. Um, it feels pretty steady to me, though. Um, you know, I don't know that we're back to 2019 yet. I think 2018, 2019 was pretty cool. That year off really hurt a lot of small businesses. And if you look at the world of games, WizKids compared to, you know, the behemoths of magic and and Pokemon, you know, just to be frank, they're they're small business, you know, and it's it's we hopefully can grow and, and get back to a point. But I I think the game is in a pretty great state for new players to come in. Um, I think we're, we're holding steady. I'd love to see it grow a little further over the next couple of years. But I mean, you know, we're coming out of an unprecedented time, so uh, I think it's steady.
0: Yeah, I think Wizka doing a great job with trying new things. You know, for the longest it was same old copy and repeat was you just come out with a set and this happens. Now they're doing the Iconics. They're doing the uh, summer OPs every now and then uh, they're doing, um I'm trying to think what else they're doing. They're doing more uh, Con LEs throughout
2: the year. Um, I think they're doing a great yep. job with the game right now. And Montreal, yeah. And I think that's like only going to gonna pick up. I think, I think more and more activity more and more communication, more and more tournaments, more and more ways for venues to support their local player bases and, I think WizKids is really aware of all that, and they're they're working in that direction, and that's gonna that's gonna be awesome. And getting the com-
0: and get in the community in the community involved too. Like they're they're making people, not making people, but they're letting people pick out legacy cards and switch clips and stuff like that. So they're getting the players involved into the business ex- aspect as well, so that they can see that stuff in the game. Um, but yeah, that is gonna be our podcast tonight. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. I know you have your time is precious, but I do uh, appreciate the gauntlet of podcasts that you've been going on this week. I don't know if you have any more if we're your last one, but if you have uh more, uh, have fun on those shows and we just we thank you for everything you've done for the game. Hopefully, we'll be able to see you down in Huntsville in about 2 weeks. If not, we will see you online for the Battle
2: Royals. 100%. Thank you all uh so much for having me on and uh hope to see you down there and if not uh, I'll talk to you guys online. Yeah. Uh, so, good.
0: again, uh, thanks, Scott, for joining us. Thanks, uh, Dan, Ryan, and Miles as well. And remember, everybody out there, not all superheroes wear capes. Some roll dice. Have a good night.